Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. It is Julie the 3rd, July 3rd, 2023. Tomorrow is the 4th of July. We're going to take off tomorrow because it's a holiday and who wants to do stuff on a holiday? Um, but um, in, uh, in consideration of that, we're going to do another show after Adam with a fellow by the name of uh, Jason Brishures. And his whole life is dedicated to looking at history, I mean, way back, of uh, things that will just kind of float your boat, say, how is that even possible that we didn't know about that? You know, I think it was Huey P. Long that said, the only thing new in this world is the history that we don't know. So we're going to talk to Jason a little bit later on, about 1 o'clock. And um, up until then, it is the uh, first Monday of the month. And that takes us to one of our fave guys and a good friend, Adam Bergstrom, solartiming.com. He's out in Montecito, California. He's a great researcher and one of the best. He knows how to trick Google and and, and uh, faceplant and whatever, Google and the other search functions, how to get him what he wants. He, that's how he does it. If you'd like to join the show, our phone lines are open. You can talk to Adam and Patrick, 888-663-6386. We're live here on the 3rd of Monday morning of July so if you're watching this later on a bit shoot or on our front page, you don't want to call unless it's Monday morning. Otherwise, the line will just ring. But you can call now, 888-663-6386. Email patrick, oneradionetwork.com. He's the chief cook and bottle washer, along with his favorite gal, vibrant gal of solartiming.com. Adam Bergstrom, good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. It's full moon day, too. Is it full moon day? Full moon day. A couple hours ago, we reached the peak, and now we're going the other way. Really? I didn't know that. Well, I'm glad you told us that full moon day. Do you go out and howl when it's a full moon? If you cut your hair before the full moon, uh, it grows back slower and thicker. And if you cut it after the full moon, it grows back faster and thinner. I think so. I believe that. I must have cut mine during the uh, descending moon or <laughs> retreating moon. What do you call it? Something it never, like that. It never came back. And my mom would often uh, talk about, you know, if she was seven kids, she was in the hospital a lot having kids, and the nurses would always tell her that uh, when there was a full moon, they had a lot of babies. They used to tell her that. A lot of babies. It's, it's true. <laughs> Is it's that true? true? <laughs> yeah. I guess when uh, my wife was having, I guess, the second baby, I talked to a, a guard, and he said, usually they have about uh, one or two babies a day, something like that. In full moon, they sometimes have had as much as 29 or 30. Is that right? So they claim, the authorities, that that's not true. But I've talked to people, and I've noticed during the full moon, everybody comes and visits, and all kinds of things happen. Yeah. I, I noticed that a long time ago, before I really studied astrology, right? I well, studied it for a while, but math, math got me. I'm not a math guy. People always comment how beautiful the moon is, and when I do that, I always say, you should have seen it before they walked on it. <laughs> 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 you should have seen it before they walked on it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> so, um, what are we going to talk about? I have no idea. What are you, what's going on with you? What do you want to talk about? 
got something fun well, you want to bring we up? We can talk about, uh, God, I had a whole kind of bunch of subjects. We can talk about what's going on in France, right? The did summer you see, of love. Did you see that? These guys, now, they are burning buildings well, down? Michael Keaton is over there, you know, to see some kind of golf game or the, an open, I guess, isn't that golf? Uh, Maybe the so tennis open. Turn into Batman and save the day. That's right. Maybe the tennis open is what he's saying. Maybe the U.S. tennis open. I don't know. <laughs> so what are they all feisty about? Is it this whole, they started it when they wanted to lower the retirement age? Uh, uh, raise the retirement age, sorry. They claim it's like Antifa, but I think it's more like uh, they're just fed up with Macron. You yeah, know, I think so. And the European Union and all, so... I conflicting stories but it's gone over to belgium too it's supposedly about the murder of these uh this teenage boy that oh, they they said i'm he hit him in the head first with the gun and then shot him his uh co-passenger uh said that they said they were gonna they, you know if you move i'll shoot you and then hit him with the butt of the gun and stuff like that so i've been i've been reading a lot of uh, alternative people saying the mainstream, since I don't do television, I know you don't either, the mainstream is really ignoring most of this. I guess they don't want to get up American ideas of what they can do. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> don't give them ideas. Weibringal uh, was in uh, Paris uh, going to school during the riots in uh, in 1968, when uh, Robert Kennedy was shot, she was yeah. she was over there, and a good friend of mine, Christina Ponso, who is now down in Yalapa, operates the only uh, solar nutrition restaurant in existence, and she was there at the same time too, you know, roughly a month or two apart or whatever. Yeah, I remember that year. First I was the riot. <laughs> I was first year in the Navy. No, my first year in broadcasting school, and. Uh, Martin Luther King was shot, I think, in February or something of 68. And then Bobby, after I got out to uh, Armed Forces Radio, he was shot when I was out there. I think it was more in the summer, wasn't it? I'm not sure, but yeah, boy. I think so. I, I saw it live on TV. So. Did you? <laughs> Happened to be watching his speech. Uh, yeah. I was a hippie, so we were, we were all for him. <laughs> RFK Jr. is out there, boy. He's not pulling any punches about who he thinks shot his his father and has shot his uncle john you know and he yeah you know he's just talking about it. i don't know he better have a lot of bodyguards you know god love him talk you know, <laughs> start pulling same yeah thing. the kennedys have a poor track record for being uh oh boy. shot <laughs> my god i'm sure he's a global eye robert kennedy jr but at least he's really you know wanting to bring home some information on these vaccines you know uh, at least he's doing that. I mean, he's the only one that's, you know, really out there talking about it. Yeah, I think that's the number one priority. You know, I'm not too worried about the climate change. They're not going to be able to do it. It's impossible to do the crap they're talking yeah, about. Fair and look, zero carbon. Now we're going to have the 4th of July. That's not zero carbon shooting up fireworks and smoke bombs and everything all over the air. I mean, these people are just uh, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Deliberate I, to confuse people. I don't. I don't think they're going to get very far with this. I don't know, you know, how much, how much um, poop the the WHO has, and then you know the UN with the, pulling this off. I'm not. That's above my pay grade. You know, I don't really know, but uh, <laughs> you know, I it's it's just so absurd. I can't imagine that they're going to. But they're sure trying it, aren't they? I mean, they're 
they're wanting uh, people in the Netherlands or somewhere to kill like 2,000 cows because they're farting too much. You know, weird stuff, man. I mean. Yeah, we have a friend there. It's, it's really, they want to stop farming, all kinds of farming. And here, the threats, they're doing the same thing. They're driving the farmers, local farmers out of business. In California. Because Vibrant Gal and I did the elemental song to give them rain. The drought is officially over, but now they're still finding ways to get rid of them. One of the big farms right near us now is uh, they're in danger. They want more money because they need it because they, they keep raising the uh, the price of the real estate here so much. It, it's impossible. And they charge you, the small farmers, for the water, and the big farmers get all kinds of discounts and things like that. And, and even those now, they're, they're driving out of business. It's, it's amazing to me that as many people continue to just live there. I mean— you live there because that's where you want to live and you're not involved in the matrix. But I can't believe that so many people, you know. <laughs> We'd like to fight. You know, when I first came to California, it was paradise. Beatniks and then the hippies and all kinds of uh, mm -hmm. heroes of mine were out here. Now they're all traitors, you know, <laughs> like Neil Young and David Crosby. They all turned to the other side. Even even Uri Geller. I actually got the hunt. Hang out with Uri Geller a long time ago. I remember. And now someone told me that he was pictured bending a spoon while he gets the jab. No kidding. So he can bend spoons, but he can't uh, protect himself from uh, the cold. I, What's the deal? I he, I interviewed Uri Geller one time. He was probably 73, 74 on a talk show in St. Louis. Big show in the morning, and we had him on the air. And um, I... I I wish I still had the tape, but he, he did a thing where he, he said that he could make people's watches stop, you know? And he did this thing, a wooby-jooby, and there were people calling up saying that their watches stopped. I mean, lots. How did he do that? I mean, what's up with that? Yeah, a lot of people claim they can do that. Now, I had some weird experiences with them because I managed a metaphysical bookstore, so anyone who was anyone came to us first to get lectures. We either set them up elsewhere or if it was smaller ones in our own building. But anyway, uh, uh, he went up in a balloon. I don't know if you remember, remember this, to heal the world's watches. No. <laughs> so a full year before, I was in Sufi camp and I had a pocket watch. I always can't stand uh, things on my wrist, you know, so I had a pocket watch and it stopped. So I told my friend Gwen, I'm going to save this for Uri Geller. See if he can start <laughs> it up again. lo and behold, he goes up in a balloon. And I had to work that day, so I told my girlfriend, hold this in your lap <laughs> and, and uh, meditate on Uri Geller up in the balloon at high noon. So she did. It started. It ran for 36 hours and stopped again. <laughs> but it really did start so, when, when, she, when she did. Really? It started. Now, my friend Frank Haley, he was a, uh, a newscaster out of Houston, and he did a show on UFOs and things like that. And uh, I think his son is an actor now, Noah Haley. But anyway, Frank uh, did a demonstration where they took an airtight uh, box, airtight, at the station and put a watch in, and Eric Geller started it. He said he was there, and they had it airtight. There's no way he could blow under like in that one TV show where the right. magician blew under the glass. And then one of the most remarkable things, in the largest synagogue in Houston, he had a huge audience there. Normally, you can 
sit all these people. And the rabbi went and took a, uh, a, a watch and had it certified, a, a special watch uh, by the uh, uh, jeweler, that it had no mainstream. And he started it. No mainspring? It had no mainspring? Yeah. Now, now the whole synagogue was in on that if it, if it was, uh, oh. if it was a, a false deal. So uh, who knows? But anyway, I think also he's phony in a lot of things. I think a lot of things he does are just, you know, claims to fly in an automobile with Andreas uh, Paharich, whatever his name was, to fly... In- and an automobile from San Antonio to Houston. I, I'm just not going for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I suspect if you, if you're very strong will and mind, and you're focused, and and you could do a lot of things like that. And to me, that's kind of black magic stuff. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess around with that stuff. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's possible. Right? I mean, obviously, it's possible. These people called up, and I don't know. They were just. I mean, there must have been 20 people that called up when I was on the air. Hey, Patrick, my watch stopped. Pat, Patrick, my... And I would just go through his calls. My watch stopped. My watch stopped. So, I mean, I was just blown away at the time. I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> well, I, I was always kind of staying away from that stuff. Uh, uh, I, I've gone to... When you manage a metaphysical bookstore, you end up going to seances. I've been into seances, uh, exorcisms. One time, there was an exorcism, and the guy committed suicide. Really? In wow. our building, he jumped out... She turned around to uh, summon the angel of the east or whatever it was, <laughs> and this big fat guy jumps off the table and goes through a window. He must have had tremendous force to go through the window completely, land on his head on the sidewalk in front of his father, who had let him off at the metaphysical bookstore. He was uh, 20 years old, and he was uh, retarded, but... Uh, Somehow it got covered up. It never got in the news. People would come and ask us about what happened here, and we'd just say, oh, nothing that we know about. <laughs> but uh, it was a very amazing – I was talking to him before he went upstairs to have that exorcism. So uh, I've been through it all in the metaphysical business. Swami Nitty Gritty warned against it. It was not a good idea. Mm. Most of it, he said, was fake. It was a spleen meridian problem, but there were legitimate cases – and one time I went when he uh, busted a guy doing that, brought him out of his trance. And uh, he, actually what he did, when the guy went into Ramtha, he was supposed to be oh, Ramtha, Ramtha and yeah. different people, Yogananda. So at one time uh, he said, who are you? And he said, Ramtha. Then he turned around to Adano in this voice, you know, and said, and who are you, sir? And Adano said, Adano. And at his very name, he broke out in a sweat and suddenly was back to being a person. Then Adano went over and worked on him, and uh, we all left. So. Wow. <laughs> hey, if you'd like to be on the show with Adam, 888-663-6386. Talk about some things going on in your body or different foods, or you can bring up whatever you want with us. We just kind of trip the light fandango here on the first Monday and the third Wednesday with Adam Bergstrom. His websites are uh, solartiming.com where you get all of his books and sunsinknutrition.com. Hey, Adam, in the middle of the night or two, three, four, five in the morning and one gets up 
Is that is that morning time? So if you're going to do a little snack, you'd want to do the more morning foods, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3, 4? Lunch time is 3 to 5, and morning foods, you can start morning foods at 1230. Whatever. In the, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's the longest time where we are actually meant to go gravitate up into our brain. So you'll find in solar nutrition from 1230 to noon, that's 11 and a half hours, morning foods, morning you know, foods. nuts and fruit and apples and avocados, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then the middle is uh, a little less, the middle of the day. And then at night, it's a shorter time from about 6.30 at night till uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. And There's an overlap of a half hour between times where you can combine foods, too. Nighttime foods, which is eggs, root vegetables, seafood. What else we have at night? Potatoes. Right. Potatoes are one of the best ones. Now, they claim it's serotonin, but they don't really have serotonin in it. The serotonin is actually uh, a poison in scorpions. It's the sting in nettles. It does not relax people. It's a total con, and that's why all these people are out. Kids are shooting people, you know, on serotonin and going crazy and committing suicide. Oh, that's when they give them these... It is not a happy drug. They give them these serotonin... What do they call them, Adam? SSRIs, which is serotonin's... Reuptake or something like that. So yeah, it makes people store. crazy. It makes them crazy. Yeah, it makes them nuts. It does. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so potatoes don't make you crazy. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, maybe, I uh, hope I'm not a, one of those examples. <laughs> well, we're all crazy. But they, they do relax you a bit, don't they, potatoes? They're very relaxing. Okay. Oh, yeah. They uh, Root vegetables tend to have earth minerals in them, oh. and they put you to sleep. So mm-hmm. the uh, you will find... In solar nutrition, the acidic foods tend to float to the top. It's why a chef puts a lid on the pot. The life force is in the goes to your head. It's of design. The minerals go to your groin and go down to your liver, and that's where you have your minerals stored. So, obviously, you're going to get your acids in the morning, and then your in-betweens in the middle of the day, and your minerals at night, so you sleep tight. In the morning, you want to be awake and aware and have all those uh, acids in your head. And when I talk about acids, I'm not talking about just like sulfuric acid and hydrochloric acid. We're talking about subtle uh, pHs of the body that tend to get us more uh, acidic in the morning because the acids, the life force rises. It doesn't sink. Otherwise, we'd be in the grave. Otherwise, who wants to be in the grave? That's no fun. So boring. You know, it's just so boring. Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. If you'd like to be on the show with us, and then of course, butter, butter, and more butter on that potato, right? I mean, oh boy, <laughs> oh yeah, man, that's the best part By the of the way, potato. I went, I went to uh, buy some meat because I was decided I needed I needed some meat. Yeah. And I found they were all packed in celery. And I remember that's what really uh, got Ray Pete. His his first thing was not to smoke. Do you, I don't know if you remember this. The, the bacon, right, with the celery. Bacon yeah. Bacon with yeah, yeah. celery. Yeah. 
in all of its fat and celery, and the reason why it's very high in nitric oxide. I've been warning people about celery, and I wonder how many people the medical mediocre killed by advising <laughs> people to do all those celery fast. Most people get get away with it, but it's extremely high in nitric oxide. Makes super beets look like a like an amateur, and uh, it also has allergens in it that have killed many people. Really, hmm. so. Why, when you when you bought the meat, was it frozen? The meat was frozen. Yeah, no, they they do it to make nitric. See, they used to put nitrates in it, but then they found that celery makes stronger nitrates. Okay, and because it's natural, it sells to the holistic crowd because uh, it's natural. Well, you know, oleanders and hemlock, they're a natural, but they kill people. So, actually, I would think I would rather have the regular nitrates that I used to have before, which were about one one-hundredth the amount of some vegetables that are out there, and uh, and not have the celery. Because re- Ray Pete blamed it for his uh, first episode yeah, where really, he lost his voice. Yeah, he had a bad episode. Yeah, that was the first thing. Then the smoke came later. So, but I'm as, uh, what I want to know is, the meat that you purchased, was it fresh or frozen? Um, frozen. Frozen. These were, like, I was going to get sandwich meat, so I didn't go get like a, oh, a, a beef uh, meat or something. I just wanted something simple. I wanted some salami. I haven't had salami in I decades. So. And everyone I looked, celery, celery, celery. I'll celery. be done. Then I went someplace else and saw hot dogs, and I thought, well, I'll get some hot dogs celery what the heck is going on here and then i realized then i went and looked it up on the internet dr google is a good source of information nitrates they use nitrates as substitute for the nitrates they used to put in that were synthetic so that's supposed to extend the shelf life for this meat yeah the uh the uh the, the, the re- really interesting thing is some of these natural things are not really for instance aspirin a lot of people don't realize that aspirin is less toxic than willow bark uh, because it's a uh, it's a uh, it's neutral mm-hmm. it's uh, not an acid or alkaline acetylcholic acid uh, is actually a part that it's more acidic in willow but the thing is in willow there's so little it's actually less toxic even though it's more toxic in amounts but people get mixed up about that. Some synthetic things are actually better for you than some of the natural things. Like, you know, I'd take synthetic hemlock, maybe, or synthetic oleander, or one of those poisons that people eat. But you really think that um, you, your research has shown that, that, that pure aspirin, the bare stuff that sells a billion dollars a year, can damage your stomach, correct? Yep. Yeah, the... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it does. It just does. Uh, you're you're confident in that research that you've seen over the years. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder about these baby aspirins they give people. They want them to take them every day for their to thin their blood or something. They they recommend these things. Prescribe these all the time. I have, I, I have seen so many things uh, when I was raised in high school that were bad about aspirins. 
and I wish I could remember all of them. So I took my last aspirin in 1958 when I was in the 11th grade because all the stuff was going on about wow. how dangerous it was. Now, maybe that was Tylenol advertising, like Ray Pete said, but, but I just don't, I, I never have had an aspirin deficiency. So I'm not concerned about aspirin. Right, right. And you can take ginger and thin your blood more than aspirin. So why would I need aspirin if ginger will do the job? Uh, and that was proven in by a Harvard doctor who wrote in the Harvard newsletter that one time he took uh, he went to a Chinese restaurant with all the ginger and he showed up for a blood test in the morning and thought he had a deadly blood disease. And it turned out he realized, wow, it was the ginger. He found out that ginger and shiitake both hmm. will dramatically thin the blood. And garlic and onion, just a little bit, not much. You know, it, it's got a reputation for thinning the blood, but it really doesn't. But ginger will thin the blood dramatically. Hmm. So I recommend people who eat a lot of ginger, be careful. careful. However, when people get blood clotting from vaccines and things like that, might be a good idea to take some ginger. Other than vaccines, why does the blood sometimes want to clump up a little bit to a dangerous level? What, what's going on in the body? Over acidity, and I'm talking about total body acidity. Mm -hmm. The uh, people mistake the blood, the urine, and the saliva stuff that's technically outside of the body uh, as being the pH, but the real pH is in the muscle and in the fat, and you can't measure that in the liquid. Your pee is not solid, so you have to measure into it, and it takes a, a Beckman pH meter mm -hmm. or special ways called tetramic pH to uh, measure those categories. And most people have no idea about that because I fell for the same thing out of high school. My high school friend would kid me because I was always checking the pH of my urine every day and <laughs> oh, yeah. thinking it was making a difference. And now it makes a difference in your urine if it doesn't change. If you take a whole bunch of vitamin C and it stays the same, or you take a whole bunch of baking soda, it stays the same. You have some kind of uh, chronic disease, but you can't tell whether it's acid or alkaline by its pH. You just know you have a disease, and then you have to go further and get seven tests, actually, seven lab tests to be sure, or you can see certain symptoms like a white tongue generally uh, is an over-acid person, a bright red tongue with cracks in it is a chronically over-alkaline person, and uh, if you get cracks in your heels with big calluses mm -hmm. and it's dried out, that's alkaline. If they ooze, that's an acidic person, so there are ways to tell. Hmm. I thought cracked heels were was a thyroid thing too, right? Thyroid is involved, in fact, thyroid is involved in something that scientists don't know about called the paraadrenal nervous system, mm. which was first discovered, uh, at least in history, uh, as, as far as history knows, by the general electric scientists in Schenectady Station. They found out that the adre adrenal medulla, which is the adrenals are supposed to be little pyramids little bitty ones on top of the kidneys and in the center of it a very tiny center is what makes adrenaline well that never made sense to me and finally in this research i found out that every skin cell that has tyrosine or phenylalanine in your skin can create adrenaline 
so you can get adrenaline in large amounts when you need it. It's a very volatile chemical that requires tyrosine. Now, those who have studied Ray Pete knows, how do you make thyroid? With tyrosine. Mm. <laughs> it's the same chemical that's necessary for thyroid hormone, for adrenaline, and they're related. Some Ray Pete people seem to think that if you get enough thyroid, you reduce uh, adrenaline. But you don't. You just, you free it up because adrenaline is very volatile. It's meant to just last for an hour or two, and at the very most, two or three days, because it's volatile. Then your thyroid kicks in, and that takes care of it by using tyrosine in a chronic state, not a cortisol state, but a chronic state to replace cortisol, which is the bad guy. The bad guy, cortisol. Get rid of cortisol. Adam Bergstrom, no. Patrick Timponi. Stay right there, Adam. We're going to take a little break here. Well, we've got uh, two... Uh, exciting biggest ever sales going on and um, first one is Shen Blossom it started yesterday and we have a we, we need to get a slide that talks about the sale we'll, 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 Sharon's working on those but anyway um, Shen Blossom is 20% um, off today the 3rd of July and for about, I think, this week. So if you've heard me, you've heard me talk about Shen Blossom and um, their great products, um, wonderful herbs, ginseng, um, digestive things, shisandra, goji berries, um, the blood purifiers is a great product I like. Just go on there and look at, look around. Please click through on our site and use promo code 1RADIO, and you're going to get 20% off the biggest sale of the year on all Shen Blossom products. It's July 3rd when I'm saying this to you, so you can gauge or, or whenever you're watching this on BitChute or on our um, front page. So get after it, because it's going to be going on just this week. And uh, if you thought about some Shen Blossom products, it's a great time to do it. 20%. Off, use promo code one radio, promo code one radio, and at the same time we got a groovy one for Blue Shield. Promo code one radio will get you eighteen percent this week only. All from promo code one radio and Blue Shield. This is a very unique, uh, proven um, system to help your body to get stronger, healthier, happier while you're under the um, influence of uh, cell phone towers, Wi-Fi's, or whatever, just, eat, you know, your basic EMF stuff. Yeah, it's been proven that this technology works with the 5G, you know, the big dog everybody talks about. Yep, it'll do it. So um, get yourself one of these. You can put it right in... Uh, in your home, and it goes out. Some of them go out 400 feet, depending on which model you get. Something of 400 feet, depending on which model. But um, it's just, um, it's a great, uh, great product. You just put it in the center of your home, and then if we don't recommend that you do it, and but if you want to, you can uh, leave your um, 
Wi-Fi on so your grandkids can, or your kids can sit on the couch, or you can sit on the couch and do your little phone. We don't recommend it, but this will help you if you need to do that. So it's a great product. Uh, we have 18% off on Blue Shield, promo code one radio on OneRadioNetwork.com. Promo code OneRadio for the next week or so. Previously, with a longtime friend, Phil Wilson, the exclusive distributor of the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. I've been sweating and promoting the benefits of saunas and sweating for 16 years now. <laughs> Can you wow, believe it? Wow, 16 years. Regularly that long? 20, 20 minutes a day for about 15 years now. Six months ago. Man, I started doing it every day, and I don't think I've missed a day. How this has improved my life, I mean, I can't tell you. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. i tell you what, I feel better and better. What's going on? Well, the, the proof is definitely in the pudding. And uh, if, if a person would go to YouTube and search for Relax Sauna Testimonials, they'll get 650 testimonies on what the Relax Sauna has done for different individuals, from feeling better to getting rid of uh, extreme pain to getting rid of neuropathy to just helping a person feel more calm, alert, relaxed, tuned in, and everything else. And everything else. These are really lovely units. They're very cool, very cool. That, that promo code was probably 10 years old. I've been doing it regularly ever since then. But um, I'm going to sneeze. If you want to get one, just email me. That's the way to do it. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. If you're listening to this on BitChute, you can email me, email me anytime. Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. Tell me where you live, and we'll hook you up, give you the best price possible that you're going to get anywhere. Guarantee it can be the best price you're going to get anywhere on, the, on this earth plane. That's right. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We ship them all over the world. So, now where you are, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get you one. How could I possibly have lost my thing? Oh, here it is. That's not even possible. I just lost the slide that I used for Adam. Oh, well, we'll just do it like this. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. SolarTiming.com at Adam Bergstrom. If I would ever figure out computers, I would probably just be ready to leave the leave my body, you know? I'd say, well, I've done it all. If I really figured out. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Tell folks what's going on in Solar Timing. What can they find there? Well, we... Uh Oh, by, by the way, uh, I'm learning perpetually, and my fixations are rolling away. Who would have thought that Uncle Ben's perverted rice is better for you than the rice you buy in a health food store? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, you know why? Why? Uh, when they parboil it, yeah. they parboil it as brown rice with the husk on. Yeah. And, uh, and when, by parboiling it, all the vitamins, most of them, and minerals go into the white rice. When you buy it at the hippie food store, 
It's not. It's white rice that killed all the Chinese by giving them beriberi and things like that. You'll never get beriberi by eating Uncle Ben's rice. Really? Come on, man. You're just making this up. Seriously. And in places in India, they knew the secret of parboiling them. They never got beriberi. In India, certain types of red rice, and there's uh, thousands of different types of of, uh, uh, rice. And in California, they like the expensive type. They do the sushi rice when right. you raise the price and stuff like that. But they, uh, uh, but anyway, the parboiled rice is better. They could save the world food process, uh, starvation. They don't need golden rice. They just need plain old parboiled rice, and they could ship that. Everybody could locally grow potatoes. You know, you put them in the ground, they pop up. Uh, someone uh, in one YouTube video, they claimed that 40 hours of labor per year could feed you with all potatoes for the entire year. And Vibrant Gal basically is a farmer before uh, she moved here. So she validated it. it just doesn't take much to grow potatoes. You no. throw them in the ground and they so let's, and then dig them out of the ground. Let's go back to Uncle Ben. So how do you parboil rice? What do you do? How, how do you do that? You partially cook them, mm-hmm. and with but with the husk on, and okay. that drives the vitamins into the rice. And now you got white rice. So with just vitamins. a brown rice that you get at the hippie food store, you parboil it like ten minutes or whatever. I don't know. That's the whole secret. Yeah. Now, uh, huh. in a lot of the hippie rice, they uh, they say there's uh, arsenic in it from China. Right. So in that case, you wouldn't parboil it because you'd be driving the arsenic in with the other. So, but if you have a healthy soil like we pretty much here have here in California, then the parboil is the better choice. Or places where you analyze the soil, and what farmer nowadays doesn't analyze the the, uh, the soil except in China? I guess they don't care. A lot of a lot of places probably in the U.S. don't care what they're selling you either. So, so. Let's see if I understand. Um, so if you're buying organic like jasmine rice from California and you're saying that if you eat Uncle Ben's rice <laughs> that it's better for you than <laughs> some expensive... Yep. <laughs> now, if you like brown rice, uh, it's okay uh, because uh, yeah, I just don't happen to like the taste of brown so I'd rather take the parboiled or white rice. And it doesn't make that much of a difference because we get enough minerals and vitamins in our food if you eat whole foods. When you eat at the market like we do, I don't worry about getting minerals out of water or minerals out of any other place because we get plenty. It takes a lot less minerals than people think. And the reason you replant uh, crops is not because the minerals are gone. It's because plants don't like to grow on their dead relatives. Hmm. That's why if you just switch crops, barley to rice, rice doesn't mind killing barley and eating barley, and barley doesn't mind eating rice, but rice doesn't like to eat rice, and barley doesn't eat to, uh, like to eat uh, uh, barley. Hmm. It's like if you had your dead relative in your kitchen, you wouldn't like it. No. But if it was a dead pig no. or a dead fish, no problem. Same thing goes in the vegetable world. If you have an email for uh, Adam and Patrick, Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com, or triple eight phone lines are working, triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. We're live here, July third, and um, 
email for you. What causes a person to develop facial acne after eating red meat and dairy on a regular basis? And what can be done to heal the digestive tract to prevent this from happening? If there are no viruses, then what causes the stomach flu and how can it be cured quickly before it causes severe discomfort? Okay, two questions there. Here's a fellow that breaks out with zits when he eats red meat and dairy regularly. Any ideas for that? Well, often vitamin A is involved. And one of the blockers of vitamin A is actually uh, omega-3 and omega-6 uh, fatty acids. So if you keep those minimized, you, you cannot eliminate omega-3s or omega-6s. It's impossible. It's in butter, and, and it's in just about Everywhere. anything. Yeah. Even Ray Pete was so extreme, he was getting refined coconut oil to get the omega-3s out of the coconut oil. Okay. But you minimize them. And then you take vitamin A in foods because your synthetic vitamins are usually not up to par. They're analogs, just like when a woman takes estrogen, uh, they give her a synthetic estrogen so they can make money. Same with the vitamins. You'll find most of them have patents. You can look it up if you don't believe me. And the original vitamins were much purer than they're making today. They want to make them cheap. So they find different ways of manufacturing them. The cheaper, the better. And the public suffers from that. Uh, uh, there are some vitamins. Well, they're made in about 10 different ways. So you really have to know your vitamins to figure out what they're doing to you. And definitely, you don't want to eat vitamins like Centrum and things like that. Right. You're not going to get a decent vitamin A. It'll backfire. Yeah, yeah. Skin brushing helps too, by the way. So then, though, this is a digestive thing for somebody that eats something that they don't do well with, it's they're not digesting it? D digesting happens too, yes. And now you can increase that. Any digestion can be increased by going out in the sun. This is the paraadrenal nervous system again, which is your adrenals, uh, uh, adrenaline. Uh, you'll get adrenal fatigue. There is such a thing if you don't get enough sun and enough skin health. Uh, your skin is helped by cold baths, hot baths, back and forth. You know, the old, we used to go in the hot tub and then jump in the cold pool and then in the hot tub and then in the cold pool. Uh, really good therapy for your skin. And um, that actually helps your digestion. Hmm. Your kidney, your skin is not only your third kidney. It has a lot to do with your digestion, too, because Anyone who has uh, bowel problems or even small intestine problems will end up with skin problems. Bernard Jensen went into that stuff a long time ago, and he was correct. <laughs> and then this person wants to know what causes stomach flu. Stomach flu? Mm-hmm. Um, Wrong foods. <laughs> it's pretty much bad <laughs> Because food. stomach flu is mostly uh, a misconception. You can get a bug in there, but uh, the, the health of your stomach is determined by what you eat. And most people's stomachs are so abused, one thing is by eating too much food, the stomach will prolapse. It's supposed to be in a J-shape. And it's supposed to be easy access to the pyloric valve so it can escape. But some people drop their stomach so far down, the food has to climb up to do it. When a person has any kind of prolapsed stomach, 
as I do. I got that from eating a bunch of melted cheese and all kinds of junk uh, when I was uh, younger. And uh, if a person has a stomach like that, I recommend doing shoulder stands, somersaults like kids used to do, you know, and uh, and even handstands if you can or yoga stands like that because it positions the stomach and intestines to unload. When I was uh, a colonic therapist, we did x-rays. Really foolish thing to do, but that's what we did. And the x-ray of my stomach showed my transverse uh, colon, which is supposed to be a loop like this, the museum type of stomach. It was dropped down to my pubic bone. That's how low it was. Wow. So that's why I benefit by shoulder sands because it gets things out of there. Otherwise, it's all going to collect by gravity down there. And the same with a prolapsed stomach. Because people abuse their body, I'm not going to say it's aging, but 40 miles of bad road, they start to drop their organs. Their liver can be right down by their pubic bone. So can their their uh, uh, transverse colon like mine. And even the stomach can get right down to the pubic bone. People think it's all up here because it shows in the medical book that way. Not true. So that's why you, shoulder stands are good, huh? Shoulder stands are good. Very, very good. And any kind of thing where you reverse. You know, I used to have a gravity machine. Uh, not the one with the boots because it can knock out your eyesight. There's important eye reflexes in the ankles. Now, I used to go to a gym put the gravity boots on and fall asleep for a half hour just because hanging. most people at a gym they want to lift the weights and and i i loved being upside down uh when i went to the beach my favorite thing was walking on my hands that's a favorite thing nailed the girlfriend that way one time she was so impressed <laughs> <laughs> that's great so uh, i've got one of those things where you flip over i don't use it very often but it's not really a boot. They just kind of clamp your feet. You know what I mean? You ever see it? They kind of clamp your feet in this, in this little things, and you just hang up upside down. Yeah, it, it works. I once uh, went to a graduation of a chiropractor. He had a ladder hooked up and the gravity boots, and you swung this way and held on, mm. and then you swung back the other way and held on. That was a lot of fun. I really did enjoy that. Uh, too much of it gets you uh, into a problem. Those eye reflexes are so important. I used to go out with Swami Nitty Gritty for the midnight martial arts movie, double feature, all night long till dawn. And we would watch these movies every Saturday in Houston, Texas. And uh, one time, this guy, a big brute of a guy, wraps bandages around his ankles and then runs at a house and goes through the entire house with his head bashes through and runs through both walls of the house so i asked adano well why did he put the bandages around his neck i mean his ankles to protect his eye reflexes so i remembered that later when he warned about uh <laughs> hanging upside down in those gravity boots and indeed that might escape why I started getting where i needed longer arms to read without glasses uh, in 87 and then my sight mysteriously came back in 2010, was it? Maybe earlier, 2008, I think. Suddenly, my eyesight, after 23 years, returned where I could read books again. Before, I always 
had to get multiple glasses because I wore them around my neck and I'd hug people, hippies hug, right? And crush them. I've crushed uh, so many. And your sight just, it just came back after a long time. Just came back out of nowhere. Now, I did, uh, I have helped people get their sight back with a solar way by eating pistachios in the morning. You see the visual violet actually in the pistachio and then eating sunflower seeds in the middle of the day and then carrots at night. One guy came to me and he wanted to quit the country club here where they needed a nuke suit to spray the golf course. And he was really getting all kinds of skin problems and all kinds of infections. And he wanted another job. But the job required that he must not, he couldn't wear glasses. So he came to me in desperation. He said, I got a week to before I take this test. So I told him about the uh, pistachios. I told him about the sunflower seeds. And I told him about the carrots. Uh, one week later, the owner of the health food store said he had come by and said it worked. And I never saw him again because he got that other job out of town. I'll be done. <laughs> That's great. So, and of course, I've eaten my share of carrots. Ray Pete is not against, uh, is against car- carotenoids. And indeed, in some ways, they're volatile. But also, uh, when people, when oil drillers go down for oil, they find carotenoids that have been there for thousands and thousands of years. So, you will find that your red foods and your orange foods are the most uh, stick around. They stick around longer. They're, 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 permanent as you go up in the color spectrum it gets less and less until you get blue very little blue foods uh, what blue potatoes they're purple uh, uh blue grapes they're purple uh blue corn it, they're purple they're not blue so blue is almost impossible to have and when you see a blue jay it's reflective if you hammer a blue jay's feather it turns black it's nothing but reflected light in the same way that there is no blue paint up in the sky. That is reflection. And blue eyes, same thing. No pigment in the eyes. No pigment in a blue jay or a blue bird or uh, or many blue flowers and stuff. It's just reflective. You just, uh, once you get the reflection, the sheen gone, then you don't have any color pigment. Blue is the most unusual color for that and that it's the most, you might say in some ways, the most spiritual. <laughs> Yeah, uh, could be. Um, Don't they, oh, so even, didn't we, years ago, we used to eat blue corn chips, but those are purple, huh? Those are purple. Yeah, uh, color is a wheel. It's an interesting thing, just like a clock is a wheel. We go around in a circle. How is it possible that you go from green and blue and violet and suddenly you're in red again? How the heck did that happen? In one quantum leap, bingo, you're suddenly in red again, in a circle. Just like a clock, 12 o'clock, you go around and around in a circle. That's how chakras work. Each level is a spiral that takes you up into another chakra. So each one is a circle, and that's how the body works, and and you make that jump. You make that jump, actually, every morning at lung time, when you go from... uh, the color violet in the liver, which is violet, into magenta, and then into red, 
And red is more predominant in the morning for your digestion. Orange, it's plain pancreas time. Small intestine is yellow. Bladder is green. Uh, kidney starts in blue. And then you get your indigo and your violet. And you swing around again to magenta. Yeah, my, uh, one of the uh, things in our my path, my spiritual teacher, is um, often we see it as a blue light on the inner planes, as a blue light. Yeah, it's not good in the in the evening so much, but you need it to time your body in, in midday. Ideally, if you get out at eleven thirty to twelve, sometime you'll synchronize your body. Another good thing is sunrise and sunset. That really does help. It helps something called the super uh, uh, the, the superchiasmatic nuclei—a fancy word for a part in your brain that responds to light. But we also respond to foods through the ventromedial nuclei, otherwise known as the satiety center. And it's actually, food will actually time that into, uh, you can time a daily 24-hour cycle. Then they have the geniculate nuclei, which actually works on darkness. Uh, Plants respond to darkness as well as lightness, and they're two different cycles. Yeah, tomatoes grow at night, right? What's it? What potatoes? Tomatoes. Tomatoes. They're midday. They're very sensitive to midday, but they have been so genetically altered uh, that uh, they have been condensed or, or expanded, where that you can eat them all through the midday. The original tomato was really only a small intestine, one to three time food. It was very persnickety. And geneticists have just got a hold of all of our food crops and done yeah. things to them. God knows. Even, even standard, uh, what do you call it, agricultural genetics, where you don't use any GMOs. They have, uh, they have made some of the deadliest foods by climb, putting them together. Uh, I think pluots and some of those things are fairly safe. But some of them are designed not for us. But for preservation, making a permanent food and all that kind of stuff, and to put pesticides in them and things like that. So you have to beware. Uh, GMOs, the concept has been around since 1888. They've been using uh, colchitrine, the, the drug that's for uh, now used for a gallbladder, for uh, gout. Uh, they use that to uh, change the timing of and the genetics of food, and they use DDT. DDT is a natural plant hormone, which they got a hold of and made more powerful so they could kill things with it. Back in the day, it was used to genetically alter food. Then they went to radiation. Well, gee, we can use gamma gardens. The ruby grapefruit is a genetically... A, a genetic organism created by radiation, by by regular hmm. atomic radiation. Fascinating. Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network dot com. The the other night, uh, I came back to my body seven in the morning, and it was from a real disruptive kind of conflicting dream experience. Or you come back and I just didn't feel good and it was like, I'm glad I'm out of that, whatever. And uh, took my my uh, temperature. I do that quite often. I kind of just for fun, see how Mr. Thyroid's happy. 
And my temperature was, Adam was like 96.5. I mean, really low. I mean, 96.5, right? Normal's about. Yeah, that should be good. Yeah, norm, normal, you know, 98 or so. And then, you know, I think much of it except, well, it must be the dream thing. And then two days later, I did, had a really wonderful dream, came back and was very, just came back and felt great. My my temperature was like 98.1, perfect, you know. Didn't do anything differently. So I suspect that stress and our reaction to stress and these stressful things, whether it be here or wherever, affect the thyroid. Huh? It must. That can do it. Now, there's a, a even better test for thyroid, the Achilles tendon test, where you uh, you put your knee on a chair and you hang your foot over the edge. And someone takes that little hammer and just taps the tendon. Oh, yeah. yeah and yes. your foot should move. When when I first had the yellow fat disease, uh, uh, I found out I had it. Vibrant Gal did that test for me. It didn't even move at all. Her, we did her. Move great. But mine didn't move at all. Now, the last time we did it, which is about a, about a year ago, it moved finally. So my Achilles tendon test is sometimes better. Repeat warned about the temperature test if you're in a warm climate. He said a dead body will come out as having a, a, a regular thyroid if it's 100 degrees or something like that. So it is a, a good test still, but you have to be careful. It works better in colder weather than it does in hotter weather. So you might try that test. Have a have a, a doodle can't do it, but you can get yeah. someone over there that you go to the farmer's market or something. And you have lots of friends in uh, Durfin Springs, sure. I would guess, or would a you- certain amount. But do you think then the, the stress does affect the thyroid function? It must. No? Yes. It, it, they're definitely connected. It's called the Achilles, even they even sometimes call it the Achilles, the Achilles thyroid test on YouTube. You can find how they do it. Uh, I've watched a few videos. They have slight different ways and do it the most convenient ways. I think you can also do it lying on a therapy table and the person taps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easier for us here. Since we don't have a therapy table, it's a kind of a crowded place here. We just uh, do it, put a chair out there and do it. Here's an email from Georgia. What does Adam think about shrimp, lobsters, oysters, and these kinds of denizens of the deep? Denizens of the deep. You know, they're very beneficial. Uh, Ray Pete was really big into oysters. And a lot of people don't realize that uh, this country was founded on oysters. Really? Uh, when the pilgrims came over, they were, seafood was so plentiful, you could have walked across out of the boat on the fish. There oh, really? were so many. Wow. But oysters were everywhere. And Americans got such a heavy jones for eating oysters that uh, they, they wanted to ship them out to the Midwest, and they wouldn't last. So they actually invented the refrigerated railway car so that they could no ship kidding. the oysters to people. Yeah, people ate tons of oysters hmm. and uh, Oyster Bay and in New York, uh, all the restaurants served oysters until they had all the pollutants in there and people were dying from eating the oysters from all the poisons that were going in there. Now, as I understand it, they've cleaned up. Uh, the uh, Hudson River and all that area where you can eat oysters again that are not toxic. 
So they're a really, really good food. Mm. When you, uh, they're really good food. So are I used to eat shrimp. Shrimp and uh, nitty gritty. One time when he would keep us up all night, right? My eyes would get like rocks in them, or you could scratch. It felt like you were scratching your eyeball. He told me to go get a big dish of shrimp at six thirty exactly in the middle of kidney time. And so one time I found myself at Bob's Big Boy when they existed, and I had a unlimited shrimp, so I stuffed myself. And after that, no more. I could stay up all night and not have that <laughs> gravel in my eyes. At 6.30, what's, about six, what's a kidney thing? Yeah, the, 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 uh, the, uh, uh, that used to really bug me all the time. It was my main... The main thing that stopped me from staying up all the time, because he didn't sleep, so it was really tough being around a Swami when you travel with him and he doesn't sleep, and you're expected to share the driving uh, with him all the time. Only one of his uh, initiates, David Neal, was able to master sleeplessness. He he didn't need to sleep either. I traveled with him for over a month. He lay down for 10 minutes to stretch his back and he was awake the whole time. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wonder about sleep. It's pretty pretty fun and interesting for well, sure. Well, you, you can't really mess with it. Uh, you can't force it because indeed you can be killed by not getting enough sleep you have to let it happen naturally and it comes from meditation and different things swami nitty-gritty just didn't sleep he just uh now he would close his eyes and snore but try to sneak up on him and see what happened he scared the heck out of steve shiver one time by trying to sneak up on him <laughs> he went Ow! so he wouldn't he wouldn't even like lay down and he would just kind of sit Sit up in a chair yeah. all night. Oh, he he would snore, and people would think, "Well, what a what a hypocrite! He sleeps, but then tried to sneak up on him, and then he knew all that was going on." One time, <laughs> we were sitting across from each other, drinking some ginseng wine, and he started snoozing in the chair, and that wine got more and more tilted. And I was going to warn him, and then I thought, "No, let's just see what happens." So sure enough, just as it was about to go over the edge, he tilts it up and smiles at me. <laughs> so <laughs> and I you, said, I've been watching you to see if that wine would spill. He said, oh, it's easy. Then he duplicated it, which made no sense. And then we went out at four in the morning shopping at Wine Garden Supermarket. It's <laughs> <laughs> been fun hanging. How long did you hang around him? How long were you? Fourteen years. And as I look back, I wish I'd spent more time with him. I, uh, I would go chasing women or whatever the hell I was doing back in those days like an idiot. You know, I did so many idiotic things, but I did get to spend a lot of quality time with him on the road uh, constantly from coast to coast, all the way to Orangeburg, South Carolina, Knoxville, uh, Northern California, San Diego, uh, Flagstaff, El Paso, we went all over the place uh, going to these various places. He had like a medicine wagon that we traveled in, and it was a lot of fun, but it was tough on your sleep. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Did he, did he take any kind of uh, other-than-food supplement kind of thing? Other Nothing? Did he take anything extra? Uh, well, the only thing he did, there's a type of rock, a lithium rock, hmm. Lepidodite, lepidodite, I think it's called. I may be pronouncing that, but it's incorrectly. But it's pretty close. 
lepidodite, I think. And he would put it in distilled water with some ginseng. Hmm. And as a tonic, usually about two or three in the morning, we would drink out of that, just share the, share the bottle, pass it around, and uh, drive. And other than that, pistachio, so we could handle the morning light, because uh, it would be really bright when you're up all night driving, and then you drive into the sunlight. So he really didn't, uh, he recommended some hair supplements and a few things, but basically, and uh, what was it called? Uh, there was this kind of drink, mineral drink, uh, body toddy, body toddy. Mm. He recommended that at one time. Then it turned out another company bought it and they were shipping it in oil tankers and toxifying oh, it. And the FDA closed them down, rightly in that case. Uh, then he also recommended mm, some potassium supplement at one time. And uh, that was pretty much all. But he didn't really take supplements uh, himself. Uh, uh, all food, all solar nutrition food, morning, yeah, midday, yeah. evening foods. Here's an email from Oscar. Um, there's quite a bit of chatter about medicinal mushrooms for different stress, sleep, and trauma. And, of course, there's ayahuasca. Does Adam think that any of these... Um, drugs can help people clear traumas you know i'm not anti-drug i just uh kind of got over it i i don't really need him anymore uh some people may know that we went through some pretty heavy stress lately and i wouldn't have minded a, a toke of a pot here uh but uh i also think some people, it's a natural exploration. I went through LSD and a, a bunch of drugs like that at one time to see what they did. And finally, I got into meditation and found out that I could do more with that ultimately. First, I couldn't. First, wow, who can who can uh, beat uh, you open your mouth and a, a, an entire locomotive goes through your mouth out, and out the back of your head? I mean, that's pretty heavy stuff. But after I meditated a while, I started having uh, experiences. And when I got into Transcendental Meditation, Maharishi said, it's not about what happens during your meditation. It what uh, It's about what effects you get after your meditation. And I noticed definitely my life improved considerably. Mm. My synchronicity went up dramatically. And events would just kind of, things would opportunities would fall into my lap just out of nowhere and if i was in danger something would save me in the last second photo finish but uh mushrooms are healthy as a food they're a really good source of protein i can't do what ray pete does though by cooking overcooking them they're like leather to me so i would eat button uh mushrooms and just have some uh what do you call it? Uh, I would just cook them lightly and forget about the toxins. I used to eat them like that all the time in mushroom shrimp omelets at, thank God it's Friday, with a Donnelly. Every Friday, mm. we would end up at Fridays. <laughs> but, yeah. But the drugs, I know you're not, you're not pro-drug either. You, you went through some pot back in the day. Sure, I went I through a lot, of, yeah. a lot of drugs. But uh, these days, I don't do any. But with some of the stress that's been going on, 
I would maybe do a little plot here once in a while. <laughs> a very little. Just enough to for the nerves. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I told you the story. I worked at Wallman Optical. Let's take this, in, uh, let's uh, take this telephone call first, okay, yeah. then your story. Good morning. Who's this? It's Sean and Sharon up in Seattle. How we doing? Hey, kids. What's going on? Happy Fourth of July. Hey. Yeah, happy Fourth. Uh, I have never had strep throat, never helped anybody with strep throat, and my daughter-in-law has got strep throat. Uh, don't know what it is, what it causes, or how it happens, or whatnot. And I'm like, well, hey, <laughs> uh, let me call and see if, uh, see if you got any suggestions on what it is or how you help it she went into the er here two nights ago at two thirty in the morning because she was like swallowing sandpaper and swallowing sand so i'm like well let's adam what do you think see if you got any idea i do adam what do you think a little hard on the phone but was it a swollen throat at three in the morning is that what strep, I strep throat okay strep throat strep throat yeah uh, you know, I've had that before, too, and it turned out to be my marriage at that time. <laughs> it was the ultimate deal. But I had such a bad strep throat and a combination with another one that they said it was either blood transfusions. After taking every antibiotic in the book, antibiotic in the book, it was either blood transfusions or three months of disability. Guess which I took. Three months, I wasn't well. I had the same choice. I took another three months. Then I went on unemployment because the company let me go after six months. And I just got well and healthy and was in the, the best shape of my life when I went back to work after about nine months. So sometimes it's rest. Uh, one of the things that can help with any kind of infection is bag breathing with carbon dioxide. Very important because carbon dioxide uh, is when breathed in baking soda will actually encourage infection but when you breathe into a bag it's acidic when you take uh baking soda it's alkali alkalizing which encourages many types of infections and inflammations so bag breathing is a good start hmm. uh, Sean, and lots of rest let rest sean from my perspective because i'm a cowan kaufman you know all these people they suggest that uh, things like strep throat is the body is trying to heal because of damaged tissue in the throat, which can happen from, you know, diet, um, stress, not saying your truth, whatever. So the body's trying to heal, and that's what the strep throat is. And if you do anything to stop that, according to them, then you're just uh, making things worse. So... Yeah, so we call it conversion stress I'm sorry, throat. just a minute. Sean, I'm sorry. So we call it stress throat. Stress throat, yeah. yeah. Stress, stress, stress throat. Yeah, yeah. stress the, throat. The number one killer <laughs> in the world. <laughs> also, one thing you could do, and this is not going to uh, disrupt the healing process, if that's what it is, is uh, you can do a little bit of turmeric with salt in warm water and gargle that. And it really helps soothe things very quickly, quickly, like instantly. Turmeric and salt, warm water. Right. Have her gargle that, right. you know. And, but I would encourage not to do uh, an antibiotic because I think it just messes things up. Yeah, often I mean, yeah. You want to tell hit. someone off, too. Hmm. What's that, Adam? Often you want to tell somebody That's right. off. That's what I was I, saying, I too, Sean. I told you Sean. the story once. Yeah. I had a girlfriend, and uh, I was so mad at her, I got laryngitis. 
totally lost my voice. My friend uh, Thaddeus Hedges, who I think you've had on your show before, came to visit me, and I see him talking to her downstairs. So he comes upstairs, and I tell him, I can't, can't talk. I have my low voice. <laughs> and he said, it's uh, it's your girlfriend. She she darn near knocked out my thyroid, too. <laughs> That's funny. So anyway, she called me up, and I said, I don't want to talk now. It, or I said it where I could barely screech it out. Hung up. And when I refused to answer the phone, my voice came back totally. <laughs> totally. Without yeah. any problem. And then before that, I hadn't been able to talk for a day and a half. Mm. <laughs> Hey, on another note here, uh, Gerald Pollock, the interview you did with him and the other, uh, the cancer guy the other day, awesome, awesome one. Very good. I was listening to it on my hike here again here the other day, and I was going over trying to figure out, they were talking about how blood flows with, you know, the the heart and then his his theory with the, or the Russian's theory of how the blood flows with his, uh, his water testing, and then I was thinking, my son has a snake, and when a snake eats a mouse that's, you know, three times, four times, five times the size of his head, it it eats it in and then and sucks it in, and that's, <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm just wondering, because he was talking about the Russian guy said, okay, the cell is, well, let's just say a five, but the, the valve is, is a three. Well, you can't put a five through a three, a size five. But then I'm thinking, okay, well, how does the snake do it? I mean, he sucks this in and wondering, yeah, I was since Gerald Pollock's up here, he's just probably 15 minutes from my house. Uh, love to love to chat with him. He, he is uh, not working anymore or just uh Oh, he's, he's uh, working on another book. He's just writing and teaching, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, oh. yeah. No, I sent those both those interviews. Both of those were... Awesome, awesome to, out to everybody. Well, I'm glad I you like it. Stress one killer. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Okay, Shawnee. Did you get a hold of? Uh, no, I haven't. Hold of, uh, no, I haven't. No, I, he hasn't written me back. I spoke yet. with him yesterday. He sent you an email. Oh, I didn't get it. No. Yeah. He, oh, he. Yeah. Well, he sent you an email. He said he uh, tried calling you right after I talked to him yesterday at three o'clock. Yeah, I talked to him at 3 o'clock yesterday. And, well, I'll reach so. out to him again. Do you have his number? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it. Why don't it you send it to me again. via email? Yep. Sounds okay, brother. Good. Thank you. Guys, have fun. Bye. He's ready to go for, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Chat with him on the 4th of July if you want. We'll do it. Thanks, All right. brother. Sounds See you good. soon.